Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, January 17th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Google's parent company, Alphabet, hits the $1 trillion valuation mark for the first time. NBC Universal unveils a new streaming service that looks a lot like TV. And Italy is hurting from its lowest number of births in nearly 160 years. Plus, a nonpartisan U.S. government watchdog said it was illegal when the White House withheld military aid from Ukraine last year. The FT's Kadam Schubert explains what this and other developments mean for Donald Trump's impeachment trial. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The stock market value of Google parent company Alphabet hit a trillion dollars for the first time on Thursday. Shares were up to about $1,450 apiece at yesterday's close. Last month, co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin stepped back from Google. They founded the company as students at Stanford University in 1998. Now, under new chief executive Sundar Pichai, some on Wall Street hope that Alphabet will become more disciplined in its spending, and that sentiment has boosted the share price. Google also stands to gain the most from the trend of global advertising and marketing spending moving online. Google is the fourth tech company to hit the milestone. Apple was the first to cross the threshold in 2018 and is more than a third of the way to $2 trillion. Microsoft was the second to hit a trillion, and Amazon was the third, but it's since fallen out of the club. A streaming service, but make it mostly free. That's the idea that Comcast's NBC Universal unveiled on Thursday. The new service will be called Peacock, a nod to the NBC logo. It'll be free for Comcast cable customers. For those who aren't, packages will range between 5 and 10 bucks a month. Now, we've seen launches from the likes of Disney, Apple, and AT&T, services that have all tried to tackle Netflix head-on. But Peacock looks a lot more like traditional television. It'll have live sports and news, as well as older sitcoms. Plus, the service will primarily rely on advertising. Peacock is expected to launch on July 15th. It's targeting between 30 million and 35 million users by 2024. And, like some of its streaming rivals, Comcast expects the business to lose money for a few years. And a collapse in Italy's birth rate is causing demographers to sound the alarm bells. Last year, Italy recorded the lowest number of births since 1861. National statistics show that Italians had fewer than half a million children in 2019, a birth rate of about one child per woman, one and a third to be precise. That's below the rate of roughly two children per woman that a country needs to maintain its population. Add that to a significant number of older people, along with a rise in the number of Italians leaving the country, and you get a rapidly shrinking pool of potential workers. Italy is far from the only place facing these issues, but the situation is especially concerning to Italians due to the country's stagnant domestic economy, its public debt, and pension burdens. One expert says that Italians who are considering having children think their economic future is bleak. And then there's the question of how to fix it. Support is growing from Matteo Salvini's nationalist party known as the League, and with it comes a deeply politicized view of boosting the population through migration. Mr. Salvini has encouraged a more Christian conservative focus on family values, suggesting Italian mothers have more children. Meanwhile, official statistics show that the birth rate of migrant women in Italy is much higher than Italian women and is actually pushing up the national average. 
and here's a story you should know more about. On Thursday, a nonpartisan U.S. government watchdog dealt a new blow to the White House. The Government Accountability Office found that it was illegal when the Trump administration withheld U.S. military aid from Ukraine last year. It's part of the question at the heart of the impeachment against the U.S. president. I talked with the FT's Kadam Schuber. He explains how the GAO came to this conclusion, what it means for the White House, and whether it'll have any effect on the Senate trial. Effectively, what the GAO has said is, you know, the law requires the White House and the president to spend money that Congress has appropriated in the way that Congress intended. There are some limited exemptions where the president can either delay spending that money or you know, return it to Congress. And the GAO has said what the White House did last summer when it withheld military aid to Ukraine did not fall under any of those exemptions and was in fact done for policy reasons. And they said in the report, the law does not allow the president to withhold congressionally approved money for policy reasons. Right. It's like this objective source, neither Democrat or Republican coming down and saying this was wrong. Moving away from the GAO ruling for a second, I want to talk about Lev Parnas, who less than 24 hours earlier from when the Government Accountability Office made this ruling, went on MSNBC and said this. President Trump knew exactly what was going on. Uh, he was aware of all my movements. Uh, he, I wouldn't do anything without the consent of Rudy Giuliani or the president. Kedem, can you provide a little context for this? R- remind us, who is Mr. Parnas and why do we care what, he's, what he says? Why do his words matter? So Mr. Parnas is a Florida businessman. He's an associate of Rudy Giuliani, who is Mr. Trump's personal lawyer and you know a key figure in the Ukrainian pressure campaign that was outlined in the impeachment investigation. He's been characterized as a bit of a, as a kind of a bagman or a kind of foot soldier who did a lot of the legwork around the campaign to remove Ambassador Yovanovitch, who was the ambassador to Ukraine, and to try and pressure the Ukrainians into announcing investigations of Joe Biden and debunked claims that Ukraine interfered in the 2016 presidential election. He was sort of a guy on the ground. The reason why his words matter is that he is someone who was directly involved, at least on the the front end of the conduct that the Democrats have been investigating. And so when he comes out and says, listen, Mr. Trump knew about everything that we were doing, that draws a direct connection between what was happening on the ground on the front end with Mr. Giuliani, with Mr. Parnas, and Mr. Trump himself. What do these new bits of information, both from Parnas and from the Government Accountability Office, mean for Trump's Senate impeachment trial, if anything? So the crucial thing to remember is that the Senate trial is not a normal judicial process. It is fundamentally a political process. And what will determine the shape and the format of the trial and what evidence gets heard, what doesn't, if Democrats somehow persuade full Republicans to vote with them in calling Mr. Parnas to testify before the Senate trial, that could really shake things up as well. So it all comes down to whether the Democrats are able to peel off four of their Republican colleagues or whether Mitch McConnell can keep them in line. That really will determine everything we're going to see in the next couple of weeks with the impeachment trial. 
You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. We also had help this week from Gavin Coleman, Michael Bruning, and Fiona Simon. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.